Hey guys, and welcome back to Unknown Serial Killers. We're on season two right now, and I want to say thank you for continuing to tune in each and every week. As always, viewers' discretion is advised because we're talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. To get started, let's talk about Carl Watts. Carl Eugene Watts was born in Killen, Texas, to Richard Eugene Watts and Dorothy May Young. His father was a private first class in the Army, and his mother was a kindergarten art teacher. When Watts was less than two years of age, his parents separated and he was raised by his mother. Watts and his mother moved to Inkster, Michigan, and in 1962, Dorothy May married a mechanic named Norman Seeler, with whom she had two daughters. As a child, Watts was described as being strange. Around the age of 12, Watts claimed that this was when he started to fantasize about torturing and killing girls and young women. So right off the bat, we know something is going to be wrong or something is not right. Something is definitely, you know, not clicking in his head because this is a very young age to be thinking about that. But then again, we're talking about serial killers, so that's when they all start. During adolescence, Watts began to stalk girls and is believed to have killed his first victim before the age of 15. When Watts was 13, he was infected with meningitis which caused him to be held back in the 8th grade. Upon his return to school, Watts had difficulty keeping up with the other students. At school, he would often receive failing grades and was reading at a 3rd grade level by age 16. He also suffered severe bullying at school. On June 29, 1969, Watts was arrested for sexually assaulting 26-year-old Joan Gave. When Watts was tried, he was sentenced to Lafayette Clinic, a medical hospital in Detroit. According to a psychiatric assessment, Watts was revealed to suffer from mild mental retardation with a full-scale IQ of 68 and to have a delusional thought process, though a police officer interrogated Watts after his arrest later stated that he was appeared to be quote-unquote very very intelligent with a excellent memory. He was released from Lafayette Clinic on November 9, 1969. Despite his poor grades, Watts graduated from high school in 1973 and received a football scholarship to Lane College in Jackson, Tennessee. He was expelled from Lane College after only three months because he was accused of stalking and assaulting a woman. Another reason he was expelled was because many people at Lane College believed Watts was a suspect in a brutal murder of a female student. However, there was not enough evidence to convict him of that murder. After that, he moved to Houston, Texas. So there you have it. Um... You can overcome anything, pretty much. He was said to be very stupid, like, retarded. And here he is going to college despite all the odds. Even though he got kicked out, you know, he still was there. But, of course, you know, old habits never die. So he was going to start stalking people either way. Watt's time as a serial killer began when he was 20 years old in 1974 by kidnapping his victims from their homes, torturing them, and then murdering them. On October 30, 1974, Watts tortured and brutally murdered 20-year-old Gloria Steele, 
who was believed to be his second victim. She was found with 33 stab wounds to her chest. He may have also been involved in the disappearance of Nadine Jean Odell, who was 16 years old when she disappeared on August 16, 1974. She was last seen walking down John Daly Street in Inkster, Michigan. Her body has never been found, and no one witnessed her presumed abduction. So, you know, people just want somebody to pin this on. So, because he's out there, you know, killing people and doing whatever he do, he they just assume that assume that he was a part of it. Watts almost always killed young white women. You know, that sounds a little bit racist, but we're not gonna talk about that. Victims range between the age of fourteen and forty-four using methods such as strangulation, stabbing, bludgeoning, and drowning. Watts murdered dozens of women between 1974 and 1982, and despite the many women he murdered, he was not discovered as a serial killer for almost eight years. That is a long time to go undetected from police, and honestly, to say he was very good at what he did, but here's the thing. He was never accused for any of these crimes or alleged murders because it was nearly impossible to connect them to him because he would rarely perform sexual acts on his victims. His crimes were not thought out to be sexually motivated. So there was nothing there because he never had sex with the victims or anything like that. So they could never pin him to one or more than one murder. Canadian authorities believe Watts may have crossed the border into Windsor that October, assaulting 20-year-old Sandra outside of her apartment, leaving her near death with multiple wounds to the face and throat. By that time, Watts has fallen under scrutiny from local homicide investigators. A task force was organized in July 1980 to probe the Sunday slashing and Watts was placed under surveillance. A November court order permit officers to plant a home device in his car. On May 23, 1982, Watts broke into the apartment of Lori Lister and Madeline in Houston. As she arrived home from work, he choked Lori into unconsciousness under the stairs below the apartment. He then entered the apartment and began to choke Melinda as well. As Melinda laid unconscious, Watts tied her hands behind her back with wire. He dragged Lori's body upstairs and into the bathroom and started filling the bathtub preparing to drown her. While Watts was preoccupied with Lori, Melinda was able to slip free and jump out the window to seek help. Lori was rescued and Watts was later arrested after fleeing the scene. While in custody, police began to link Watts with the recent murders of a number of women. Watts later claimed that he had killed 40 women and has also implied that there were more than 80 victims in total. He would not confess outright to having committed these murders, however, because he did not want to seem as a quote-unquote mass murderer. Police still considered Watts a suspect in 90 unsolved murders. Watts is not suspected to have killed more than 100 women, which would make him the most prolific serial killer in American history. That is ridiculous. That's so crazy. Like, this man is sitting here 
saying that he killed all these people but don't want to admit it because he doesn't want to be known as a mass murderer but you are one you're out here killing all these innocent people who haven't really lived their lives yet or are in their older age but that doesn't give you the right to go out and kill them all right let's keep going out in michigan watts was sentenced to the agreed 60 years However, shortly after he began serving time, the Texas Court of Appeals ruled that he had not been informed that the bathtub and water he attempted to drown Lori Linster in was considered a deadly weapon. The ruling classified, reclassified him as a nonviolent felon, making him eligible for early release. In 2004, Michigan Attorney General Mike Cox went to national TV asking for anyone to come forward with information in order to try to convict Watts of murder to endure, ensure he was not released. Joseph Foy of Westland, Michigan, came forward to say that he had seen the man fitting Watts' description murder Helen Dutcher, a 25-year-old woman who died after being stabbed 12 times in December 1, 1979, Foy identified Watts by his eyes, which he described as being quote-unquote evil and emotionless. Watts was promptly charged with the murder of Helen Dutcher. A Michigan jury convicted him on November 17, 2004, after hearing witnesses testify from Joseph Foy. On December 7, he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Two days later, authorities in Michigan started making moves to try him for the murder of Western Michigan University student Gloria Steele, who was stabbed to death in 1974. So because, let's backtrack. So because they had one eyewitness who thinks that they saw him at the crime scene, killing this innocent person, not saying that it's right or wrong, but they just want to pin, pin this on somebody. Not saying it would it would be okay, you know, if he was a Caucasian person, but because he's African American, you know, it's okay. But it's not. Let's continue. Watts was found guilty of the murder of Gloria Steele and was sentenced to life imprisonment without parole on September 13th. He was incarcerated at a maximum security prison in Michigan. He died of prostate cancer on September 21st, 2007 in a Jackson, Michigan hospital. Oh, that was a lot to take in. And, you know, join me again next week to unlock the criminal minds of these unknown serial killers. Of course, once again, I am your host, Asia, if you don't know and if you're just joining me welcome um like i always tell you guys be careful who you're mean to you never know who they kill see you guys next week